What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today we're going to discuss Tom Hanks's first starring role in a film, the 1982 made-for-TV movie Mazes and Monsters. Starring Tom Hanks, alongside Wendy Crewson, David Wysocki, Chris Makepeace, Lloyd Bachner, Peter Donut, Anne Francis, Murray Hamilton, and Vera Miles. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And today we're going to take a look at the first starring role for Mr. Tom Hanks. As I said in the introduction, the 1982 made-for-TV movie, Mazes and Monsters. And our movie opens with the news reporter meeting up with the police who are searching a cavern. The reporter is told that a game of Mazes and Monsters got out of hand. We then flash back about six months as Robbie Wheeling starts college at the fictional Grant University, and soon discovers a group of friends, all of whom seem to have their own personal problems and issues. JJ feels marginalized by his mother, who constantly is redecorating his room since she can't make up her mind about the best look. In his self-decorating, he wears a variety of unusual hats. Kate has had a series of failed relationships and suffers from her father having left home. Daniel's parents are constantly rejecting his dream of becoming a video game designer and Robbie's alcoholic mother and strict father fight constantly and he is still tormented by the mysterious disappearance of his brother, Paul. All four individuals are fans of Mazes and Monsters, a fantasy role-playing game that has previously caused Robbie to get kicked out of his last school when he became too obsessed with it. Although he is reluctant at first to play the game again, the three other students are able to convince him to start playing once again with them. And through the course of playing the game, Robbie and Kate end up beginning a serious relationship in which he confides in her that he still has nightmares about his missing brother. Eventually, JJ begins to feel upset about being left out by his friends and decides to commit suicide in a local cavern. In the process of planning his suicide out, he changes his mind and decides that the cavern would be better suited for a new Mazes and Monsters campaign. JJ then dramatically kills off his character in order to force them to start a new campaign in which he describes 
that they will be living out their fantasies. He proposes playing the game in the unused and condemned cavern and dismisses the warnings of his friends who reluctantly agree to participate. Now, during the actual spelunking, Robbie experiences a psychotic episode involving the last time he saw his brother, and he hallucinates that he has actually slain a monster called a Gorville. Now, from this point forward, Robbie believes that he is actually his character, the holy man Pardieu. Now, this leads Robbie to break off his relationship with Kate in order to maintain celibacy and to start drawing maps that will lead him to a sacred place that he has seen in his dreams called the Great Hall. Now, in his dreams, the Great Hall tells Robbie to go to the two towers, and he suddenly disappears. Robbie's friends report him to the police while concealing their trip to the caverns because they don't want to be expelled from the university. They and police investigators begin to suspect that Robbie is now deceased, while Robbie travels to New York City, where he stabs a mugger whom he imagines to be a monster. Robbie sees the blood on his knife as well as his bloodied clothes in a window reflection and he breaks out of his delusions just long enough to call Kate from a payphone. After he agrees to go to JJ's house, a delusion leads him to the subway. And when his friends don't find him at JJ's house, they deduce that Robbie has equated the two towers with the twin towers of the World Trade Center. Robbie believes that by jumping off of one of the towers and casting a spell, he will finally join the Great Hall. After frantically searching, his friends find him and stop him from jumping off of the South Tower observation deck by using the game's rules, which once again pulls Robbie out of his delusion. Now, as our movie begins to come to its end, JJ, Kate, and Daniel go to visit Robbie at his parents' estate, hoping to pick up their friendship with him where they left off. Although Robbie is now in regular counseling, it is implied that Robbie will live out the rest of his life trapped in his imaginary world, believing that he is still Pardieu, and that his friends are literally their characters from the game. That he is living at an inn, which is actually his parents' home, and paying for his boarding with a magic coin, which mysteriously reappears in his pouch each morning. Robbie then tells his shocked friends of a great evil lurking in the forest across the lake, believing that it threatens the lives of the innkeeper and his wife. The three friends 
feeling sorry for Robbie and guilty for their role in his psychotic break, decide to engage him in a game of mazes and monsters, letting Robbie dictate the events to them. And in the end, Kate states, and so we played the game for one last time. This was another one that was much better than I expected. You never really know what you're going to get with a made-for-TV movie. They're either going to be really good or really horrible. And this one leaned a lot heavier to the really good, in my opinion. Obviously, Mazes and Monsters, very much a play off of Dungeons and Dragons, which, although still popular, was really gaining its popularity there in the early to mid-80s. So kind of picking up on that trend and making a film about it while the craze was in really high demand. I enjoyed the story here. I enjoyed the acting here. There were a few scenes where things got a little bit overdramatic. But again, that's to be expected from a made-for-TV film, in my opinion. If you don't have a couple scenes that are just really over-dramatized, then it's not a made-for-TV movie. It kind of adds to that cheese factor, especially with this being 1982. I believe by the time this was released, Bosom Buddies had gone off the air. So you went from He Knows You're Alone coming out just before Bosom Buddies hit the airwaves. And I feel like this, if I'm not mistaken, came out right after Bosom Buddies left the airwaves. So just perfect timing for Tom Hanks films, in my opinion. The first one really helped introduce him to audiences that were going to tune in every week to watch him on Bosom Buddies. And then the show ended and bam, Tom Hanks in Mazes and Monsters. Like perfect timing. And it was made for TV, like I said. So it was kind of, you know, this is where you know you can find Tom Hanks because he's been on for two seasons on this sitcom. So you expect him to be on TV at this point. It's a TV movie, him starring in it. Again, the story was good. The acting was good. I was thoroughly impressed by this film because I'm not a big RPG guy. So I was expecting to not care for it as much. But man, I got sucked into the story. And they, when they walked into the caverns for the first time to play Mazes and Monsters in reality, instead of just playing it on a board game, because now they're going to go through these caves and they're like playing a live action version of it. I was totally caught up. You know, the skeleton jumped out and scared Kate. And I even jumped back a little bit, even though I knew there was going to be that kind of jump scare. Cause a few minutes earlier, we see JJ getting a skeleton from, you know, class. So you knew it was going to be in there somewhere. But bam, the way it hit like that, I was like, whoa, okay. Not scared, but definitely gave you that little jump for a minute. Like, man, okay, that came out of nowhere. Thoroughly impressed. I am going to be watching for this to come on physical media at a good price. I'm definitely going to add it to my 
ever-growing Tom Hanks collection. I, again, much like He Knows You're Alone, if you're a fan of Tom Hanks, if you're a fan of RPGs, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, I highly recommend checking this film out. As a matter of fact, once I finished watching it, I went inside and I told my roommate, hey, I just saw a movie that I really think you'd get into and started to tell him what it was. To my surprise, he had already seen it. But that's that's definitely its core target audience. And if you're a fan of that type of stuff and you've never seen it, look for it. I know it's currently on Vudu, free to watch. You get a few ads thrown in the middle of it. You know, it's nothing different than watching on TV. Actually, it almost makes it a more authentic experience since it was a TV movie. But it's on Vudu for free right now with ads. So if you've got Vudu, check it out. When it comes to my rating for Mazes and Monsters, I actually enjoyed this a little bit better than I did He Knows You're Alone. I'm going to give Mazes and Monsters four out of five stars. Like I said, it thoroughly impressed me, and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. The acting, the story, the drama, everything captivated me. Getting to see the Twin Towers again of the World Trade Center after, you know, 20 years ago, the, the horrific attack that destroyed them. It was so cool getting to see those standing tall in all their glory again. I'm not going to lie. I got a little misty when I saw them. Four out of five stars. I'm curious to know what you guys think. Those of you that have seen Mazes and Monsters, let me know. If you're watching the premiere, leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching on demand later in the day, leave your thoughts and comments down here. Whatever you do, though, when you get out there on social media, let's try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa Diotin Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, when we take a look at, this time, a theatrical film from the early Tom Hanks filmography, 1985's The Man with One Red Shoe. Starring Tom Hanks, Dabney Coleman, Laurie Singer, Jim Belushi, Charles Durning, Carrie Fisher, and David Ogden Stiers. You're not going to want to miss out on that one tomorrow. Right back here on Casa D18 Studios channel. Right back here on an all-new Renegades Reviews when we discuss The Man with One Red Shoe. To all my loyal fans and viewers out there, Tuning in for the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Likewise, all my loyal fans and viewers out there, tune in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers. 
Tune in on a regular basis. Show me that love. Show me that support. Going back to the archives. Digging up all those old classic episodes from the Casa D18 Studios channel in an effort to help boost up my viewership hours so I can eventually get monetized, maybe make a few bucks on this endeavor. Thank you very much to each and every one of you who tuned in today, and I will see you guys next time.